This podcast uses adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Less Than 83 podcast. This is Elizabeth. I don't have Kevin with me right now because I'm recording a one-on-one interview with Ken, and he's going to do a little introduction of himself, and then we're going to get into the topic today. Hey, uh, hey. what's going on? Not a lot. Good. Good to hear from you. I'm Ken. I'm 35. I'm a polyamorous, bisexual black man, and I'm going to talk a little bit about being bisexual in the swinger and polyamorous world. Cool. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll start with polyamory since it's a little shorter, a little quicker, honestly. Uh, I came out this year publicly. I've been, as with most queer people, uh, in the closet <laughs> for quite some time. You know, sexy parties and so on and so forth, uh, you know, been more out. But as with publicly and well, in my private life, I've been more in a closet, but publicly, I've also been in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> All the closet. So recently coming out was, was this year. So I haven't been able to really express myself. But as far as like support and just, you know, you go get them, boys. All came from like most people that I know that are polyamorous. A lot of people in a polyamorous community were just really supportive, really happy for me. There's a lot of queer folks that I know that are already in that community. Yeah. And it seemed like, you know, it was, it was like a homecoming in a way. They're like, hey, come on. Man, do your thing. That's who you are, buddy. And I'm like, ah, that's sweet. But unfortunately, folks that I did know um, swinging were very quiet about it, you know. And that is kind of a really big difference between polyamorous people I've met in the last few years and swingers I've known for ten plus years who didn't seem. I I wouldn't say against it, but aren't very supportive. Uh, There's kind of a lot of erasure of that. I hear a lot of bi folks talk about bi erasure where they're like, well, you look masculine or you look feminine and you sound this way and maybe you date specifically people of the opposite sex. I'm just going to pretend you're not even bi. That's fine. (laughs) You know, and that is bi erasure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. In in my experience, I have yet to get back into swinging and get back into in parties as a, as a out bisexual man because COVID mostly because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but just, just going off of the past, haven't been a swinger for 13 years. Those folks have very strict policies. I'll say or, or rules uh, against having bisexual men in parties, you know, or even meeting up with bisexual men. And I, I've even been a part of it back when I was in the closet, my wife at the time, and I would go look for a couple and we go, OK, that couple is great. We'll read about their description, we'll read about their profile. We'll look at their pictures and then it'd be like bisexual male. And we'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that because of whatever reason. And it, it seemed like it was just more of a, a cultural thing. Obviously, if we were talking about consent, obviously, if consent's a real thing, it, it wouldn't matter what that person's orientation is, especially for that night, because we're not meeting them over and over again. Like a lot of swingers do. You you meet them once. You all had a good time. Maybe there'll be a second time. Don't want to develop a relationship, you know, and uh, you can, obviously. And that's been something that I've loved doing over years. But initially, you don't want to see that person again. And even then, bisexual is just too much. That's interesting. Can you tell me, I mean, it may be fairly straightforward, but as someone who's been in the swinger community for like 13 years, what is the mindset for that community maybe about bisexual men? Like what... I assume that gay men would just be not an option at all. And I've never, I mean, in my experience in the swinger community, I've never seen any 
any self-professed gay people at all because it's about heterosexual wife swapping mostly yes. in my experience, right? So Absolutely. is that the disconnect when it comes to bisexual men? Well, and, and I, I, I'd stress to not call it misogynistic, but I would say definitely patriarchal in a way that swinging initially viewed women. You're really technically, and not saying it's that way now, but technically you're supposed to be just a trade-off, just a... Uh, you know, the chattel, the thing that I go, hey, I would like your wife. Could you trade me? Who says the husbands aren't being swapped, though? Well, <laughs> definitely that's how it is is now. I feel like it's evolved drastically. Mm -hmm. But initially that that whole scene was set up for people to swap, to wipe swap. It was actually called wipe swapping quite a bit more than than any sort of it's like swinging was the was the better term that they thought up the more pc yeah, term <laughs> they were like hey we swing we swap instead of just like no just me just wives man you know you only do what, what i say you can do with my wife and i only do what you say you can do with your wife and that's how we do things that has evolved into more of a you know i guess many types of relationship that's where i saw that that overlap between polyamory and swinging can, can be concerned but because it's so uh patriarchal and more um rah 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 men masculine uh, being bi or gay that's a negative if you're gay they usually don't allow you to have anything to do with most swinging couples or most swinging group it's cool the gay community how we have our own orgies man y'all have probably the, <laughs> the best orgies man. Wanna go, don't worry you wouldn't want to come to a boring swinger orgy <laughs> wow. where we eat, we eat popcorn all the time now we we have our own phone but uh, i think i i have been to um um, I guess more polyamorous type sexy parties is, is you know as I'd say and you can have people who are by over in the corner doing their own thing and people who are not kind of cheering them on you know <laughs> like it's a whole different atmosphere with the polyamorous people I've met in the last couple of years versus swingers it's very but you can't it, it, you got to be very careful about even approaching um, other couples and talking about any about the males being by now the opposite is when your wife or girlfriend is by that's a plus people look for that people mm -hmm. want that they almost uh fetishize that specifically is the two wives getting together and the guy is getting to watch it's it's very much more patriarchal <laughs> misogynistic almost in a way and i'm not i'm not mad at people who want to do that that's your thing um and and, and i'm just saying that that is exactly what you're doing you're you're kind of excluding many other ways and really making it super cool to be a bi woman and not okay to be a bi male at all it seems right. hopefully future swingers would be be different do you think that maybe the world of swinging will change in the next 10 15 years regarding sexual orientation well it has it has already quite a bit in the last couple of years compared to years ago when i first got into it i'll even say that which we may touch on in another episode the 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 type of racism i experienced has gotten better uh the uh clickishness that you experience usually has gotten a lot better people seem to be a bit more open consent has been a bit more important than than ever i've actually created my own group separately from a lot of the I guess, uh, Wild Wild West version of swinging <laughs> where people are just out there yanking on each other. I'd prefer to, to come in, um, meet one another, different walks of life and kind of figure things out. It doesn't matter about your level of queerness <laughs> or not. I, I like the idea that I have uh, quite a few bi men in my group. You know, I've built that up but in comparison to your your normal swingers group, uh, they they seem to be getting a little bit better, even though I'm giving my brothers and sisters a pass over there. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I'm glad to hear that there's been some like Im improvements and I hope to see those in all of these, you know, kind of like quote unquote alternative communities. Mm -hmm. I definitely do see a lot of like queer poly people in general. I mean, yeah. but you were queer swingers. And if I do, they, it's really only the woman who, and she doesn't identify as queer. She no. identifies as bisexual, which is like the difference in that regard. Or bi-curious. Yeah. Or bi-curious. Um, we talked about that before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like one of the local poly groups has a booth at the pride festival every year. That's pretty queer, you know, like, and we're like right there among the rainbows, you know, hanging out with all our fellow, fellow people in LGBTQ communities. And I think that we do try to place ourselves alongside our queer siblings because so many are queer, like 90% of poly people I know are queer yeah. <laughs> in my 13 years of polyamory, you know? <laughs> But yeah, a little, little different in different communities. It's uh, definitely, uh, I guess, looking at it different. Um, we I mean, there's still a lot of, when it comes to polyamory, the idea, if you are bisexual, that they, they kind of fit very well together. Not meant to, but they do. They mesh in that way where you can have what's considered a cis-hetero you know, uh, a relationship and then also have a queer, queer relationship, you know, alongside that and that just fits in that realm or their primary relationship is queer and yeah. maybe they have a, a hetero passing relationship as their quote unquote secondary one. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, th but those are seen as an, uh, an open option in polyamory. Whereas you, you, it, it, you know, it could very, very be where very well that, um, it's a lot, a lot of swingers are hetero couples, uh, that your, your wife is in love with the couple that you met and only likes the woman of that couple. And, and, but you, a lot of swingers are, are fine with them having a conversation with each other, even being super close friends, the males, not so much. And male to female, definitely a negative that's seen as cheating in a way. And, and, and very many swinger, uh, uh, circles, you know, but if the, if the women were to hook up beyond being just a one or two time thing, that's that seems okay so it's encouraged in a way for that but the opposite as a bi male don't even bring it up <laughs> you know if you want to play with this couple just like keep that to, and that i think that's that hurts uh how 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 many uh bi men there are that are just kind of hidden and put in the closet they do feel as i felt that it coming out could hurt your ability to meet other people or meet women at all yeah that is sad and uh, I'm, I appreciate you giving me all of your insight on yeah. this topic. Um, I can only speak from my own little bisexual, bisexual, non-binary, non-binary femme perspective. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, it is interesting to hear about some of the ins and outs of, of, of queerness and heterosexuality in the swinger world as well as the poly world. Yeah. So thank you very much. You're absolutely welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Less Than 83 podcast. This is Elizabeth. I don't have Kevin here today because I'm doing the third section of our three segments of one-on-one -on -one interviews with Ken, who is local in the poly community as well, as well as my boyfriend. I get that plus. So today we're going to talk about uh, 
the differences between, we've been on our track about talking about the swinger community versus the poly community. And today my question for Ken is a fairly serious one. Do you feel that racism is treated differently in the swinger community versus the polyamorous community? Hey, hey. Hey, uh, Ken. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> Let's just We're jump back. in. <laughs> jump on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just say I'm a 35-year-old polyamorous bisexual black man. I've been swinging for about 13 years, and I've been in the poly community for about six. And yeah, there, I, I have I have some thoughts on racism. Let's hear those thoughts. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> um, you know, uh, for for the most part, when you're when you're swinging, I, I I really do think the area you live in has a lot to do uh, with the people that you interact with. But there are some very specific cultural things that you'll see in certain communities. For instance, when it comes to swinging. Um, since it started out as wife swapping, usually they were same color on the same color swapping. <laughs> it, it very rarely dipped into swapping with people of different colors or different ethnicities because you usually swap with the people that were directly around you. Um, normally the city you lived in was only white or the, the town you lived in was only white or the, the street you lived on was only white. And you swap with white people. Later in time, people started kind of looking out more and saying that swinging also includes BBC lifestyles, uh, Queen of Spades lifestyles, and cuckolding, which uh, people tend to associate swinging with a lot. They tend to associate associate swinging with somebody. You, you, you swapping your wife out. Instead of swapping, you just go see your wife, have fun, and you're in the background. And all three of those kind of subsets have something to do with race. And, Unfortunately, yeah. they will put your it's, it's usually focused on black men uh, and it's focused on ideals of black men being more like sexually having sexual, more sexual prowess, uh, being stronger and better in bed, whether true or not. <laughs> it's really couched in the fact that we're a certain color uh, and that. Uh, tends to just be very hurtful and harmful over time. It can be harmful to people who, uh, of course, to the black men who are seen mostly as just sexual objects. You know, uh, you can't have an opinion. You can't have a long form conversation. You really are, you know, just there to please and to leave. You might get a free beer or something like that. <laughs> they might make you dinner, <laughs> which I've seen. But you definitely are, are uh, an object to be used and, and later thrown away. If you really want anything out of that relationship it's it's not there not offered you know and that would i'd say that this that's the hardest part about it of course if you're a young man and you're like what am i just getting tail everywhere yeah obviously that's fine you know uh but for some people and it's fine for adults also i'm not i'm not knocking i'm not yucking someone's yum but i believe looking at people as objects is always going to be a bad thing and if that person can't have an opinion outside of i'm not an object you, you, you're you're perpetuating a, a, a bad myth about black men that seems to be very consistent in this world. So that would be the the Queen of Spades cuckolding lifestyle. The idea, like I, I feel, I've even had people uh, assume that just because you're around their wife that you may be hitting on them. If that's if the, if I could bring it up as a a negative situation that can come from people looking at black men as if we're some exotic sexual beasts. And I'm not mad at being an exotic sexual beast, but I'm not I'm not that all the time. And that would be the, the biggest problem. Whereas in poly, I feel like I've been able to meet people that try to check their racism, that try to look at it very different ways. There are, of course, 
plenty of people that I've run into that aren't that same way, but way more uh, have I noticed just a want to be better. A small story I, I had with an altercation with somebody that was in the poly community over a post that they had made. And uh, a lot of people came down on them and, and wanted to talk to them about it, educate them about it. And it's, was it a racist post? It was definitely uh, one of those posts Just that seems very, <laughs> like, I guess I'll say, we call them, like, racist moderates, you know? Um, they tend to go, things are perfect, guys. Things are fine. It's okay. Like, your complaints are really silly. Like, why are you complaining I mean, cops always shoot black people. It's kind of their job, you know, and, and but they're like, they're, they're like, and I care about everybody and I want everyone to be happy and free and, and all lives matter. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. It seems like you, you're misunderstanding the point of every of the whole thing. And you want to feel better. You want you want people to stop talking about this. It doesn't make you happy. It makes you sad. You would like people to just stop with the racism let it go away. And it, and it's it. And it, the only people who are perpetuating it is black people. <laughs> and that's always been a very big myth. It's nothing we could do about how this country started out. All we can do is make it better as we go. And that's what I saw in the poly community. I saw regular people who would have nothing to gain um, from trying to be more understanding of, of black issues. Try to understand, try to get it, try to evolve Whereas I, I couldn't even bring that up in a lot of swinger circles because that, that's it's an immediate turnoff. I'm using my brain, you know, is too much. Why are we thinking about things? We should be just fucking. And they're right, if that's what you want. But I, I feel like that's just having that, being able to walk away from that lifestyle sometimes and going into a relationship and meeting more poly people and having just talk to them about anything under the sun and then wanting to learn from you and you're not just a sexual object uh, was interesting, you know, and I'm, and I'm saying that for everybody. I've managed to carve out a really great set of friends out of swingers. But even then, we still keep away from very deep subjects because it's just not it's not a thing you talk about. It's not why we're friends, you know, so that that has just been a big, big difference um, between kind of the like I say, the, the, the education, they want to be better versus continually doing the same thing, the same objectifying thing they would do as a swinger. Do you feel like there are ways to engage in those subsets of swinger world without being as overtly racist? Do you feel like there are ways to, I mean, maybe that's a, a question for kind of a long form thought, but if you have some, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, it just occurred to me that there are so many people I know engaged in those subsets that don't consider themselves racist, of course, but, yeah. but there's all this fetishization going on of people of color. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, if, if we're going to talk about, definitely talk about fetishization and objectification of people of color, black, black women, very consistently, they did that too for 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 years and years and years, and uh, you know it was seen as beyond taboo to even talk to a black man as a as a white woman, and until later times, uh, it's seen as yeah that it's a sexy taboo to talk to a black man. There's a lot of African tourism. Um, there's a lot of of <laughs> of pretty much white women seeming like a black guy will like get their engine going again as far as sexual relationships. And I'm not mad at that. I'm actually here for some of it. But I just think that you should look at me like an actual person. You can talk to me like an actual person. I've, you know, uh, it, you're 
your your it shouldn't be like all right time's up get out you know you should know my favorite color or at least my middle name or something about me that maybe we're dating maybe we're friends with benefits maybe our relationship has a slight angle different than just my <laughs> than just my dick <laughs> so I was running out of words to say that was okay <laughs> um, figured it out. I was like wait a second <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I, 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 once again, I'm, I'm, I, and nothing, and this is something that I learned in swinging. You can be friends. You don't have to be lovers, but in poly, you can be lovers even more than friends. Try that out instead of, you know, Hey, you got a BBC, come get me. It seems to be, uh, the way it's supposed to go. And I don't like that. Yeah. You know, and I think other, other people are against it, but. Like I said, it's just as many people who are fine with being used as an object until they realize, like, how little there is to gain from it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it. I know. (laughs) Sorry, but. Okay. Yeah. Serious, important topics, and I'm glad we're covering them. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah. Expressing your thoughts about the swinger world and the poly world and all these things. Um, Again, this has been Ken. (laughs) You can find him locally. (laughs) I'm around. Okay, thank you. This has been the Less Than 83 Podcast. This episode was edited by Jackson Menton, music by Antilude, and logo design by Carmen Bolding.